Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters. This is Newcastle Fast FM, and alhamdulillah, you're tuned into the show From Darkness to Light with myself, Richard Coupland, a show that we do every single Wednesday at six o'clock, in which we particularly try to focus in on new Muslims, converts to the religion. And we've had many guests on over the, the series sharing their experiences. And we also try to focus on questions or issues that new Muslims reverts may be facing. So alhamdulillah, thank you for tuning in. The first thing I want you guys to do is to definitely share this stream on Facebook, if you're on the Facebook, and share the stream if you're on YouTube, put it in some WhatsApp groups, WhatsApp groups and let people know that we're live and we're doing a beneficial show today. And as well, what I want you guys to do is to go to Newcastle Fast FM on the YouTube and also on Facebook. And I want you to subscribe and like the channel. So alhamdulillah, today we have a very special guest. Um, Brother Jordan is going to be joining us in the studio who many of you may know as we're going live on his Facebook, on his YouTube channel. And you may know from YouTube, you may have seen him in videos in Speaker's Corner. You may have seen him on Aira, Freshly Grounded. And you may have seen him on EF Dawa. He's very active there doing a number of different shows. So inshallah, we'll, uh, we'll bring him in. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Thanks for having How me doing, on. Man? How you doing? Alhamdulillah, can't complain. Lockdown, but, um, but yeah, alhamdulillah, all good. Alhamdulillah, good. Uh, thank you for coming on to the show. Um, I know Brother Hassan reached out to you and um, invited you on, so I want to thank you for coming on. No, my pleasure. I've been watching watching the channel and I've been loving it, so uh, yeah, it's good to be on here as well. Very privileged. Alhamdulillah, good. How have you been with the lockdown? Are you still uh, doing the personal training or are you starting to do some yeah, other things? so uh, it's pretty much uh, fully locked down, but um, I think you've got to view these things as an opportunity, haven't you? So I'm always moaning that I haven't got enough time for Dean stuff or learning new surahs <laughs> and all sorts, so... Now I've got it, um, so it's you know scheduling my day and making sure I get maximum out of it, and I'm I'm loving it at the moment, to be honest. Okay, that's good. Looking at the positives, that's always good. Exactly. So, alhamdulillah, you know you're based in Hertfordshire. Is that is that correct? Near London. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I'm based in the big city of Newcastle. We were talking earlier on that you've uh, you've been to Newcastle. You studied up here. How was yeah. your experiences in the uh, in the big city? I loved Newcastle. Um, the people, I just remember the people being very, very friendly, uh, which is yeah, something yeah. not always you would associate with London. Uh, not to say London's not. That, not that's great, probably um, uh, the brothers from London, especially Aira and other brothers, when they come up to Newcastle, they're shocked at how friendly people are. Especially yeah. on, the, uh, on the Dower stall, you know, people stop and talk to you. I think that's Normally, it. I, I, I think in London, you're always trying to grab people in. That's like, right. Yeah, I think in London we walk around with our f eyes on the floor, going as fast as we can, always looking rushed. But I, I remember in Newcastle, you know, if you're in an elevator, no one just, you know, everyone talks to each other. If you're in the shops, they all, and, and it seems a real community. And I suppose I don't know why you guys manage that and we don't have that. Do but uh, must be good for that, I imagine. Yeah, how many have a lot of good conversations? And yeah, I think people are generally more friendlier. It might just be because they have so much free time. It's not as um, <laughs> a rat race, it's not as yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and busy. That could be why, yeah. possibly. Yeah. So, Jordan, alhamdulillah, thank you for coming on the show. Um, I guess my first question to you is, um, when did you become Muslim? So, yeah, I'm, I'm always, uh, as you know, as a reaver, I'm asked this all the time, and I'm always having to like look the back of my mind and think. I, I know it's around three years. Um, I think I feel like I'm at the point now where I can't use the new Muslim excuse. <laughs> I feel like I'm at that stage. That's true. I know, I know, I know with brothers and me, I was saying for a long time, five years, and they kept saying, you've been saying five years for so long. But the rally yeah. is, originally it was four years and a bit, and then, then it went over five years. So I just kept saying five years. Yeah. Just to remember the specific day and things like that is quite difficult. Yeah. But 
That's a good question. What, what would you say makes a person a new Muslim? Is yeah, it, is it a time period? Is it knowledge? What would you say? Yeah, that, that is a good question. I would say, when I look over my, since my Shahada, um, I think, and, and I mean, you'll know, and you may you may have a similar experience. You take your Shahada, but your foundations are still fairly rocky, and, and it's a very, yeah. I think Allah throws a lot of challenges at you. Um, I think it hit me probably over a year since being Muslim. I, th I think it was really uh, when I went to Umrah, so I think that sort of probably okay. sped it up for me. It's when you have that feeling that no matter what happens, um, you're, you're, you're fine because you're Muslim, you have Allah. I think when you reach that stage, that's for me when I thought, okay, now that is it. I'm, I'm, and I, I was able to move fast. I think for me, I had so many concerns, so many issues and so yeah, many things. But, so for me, I, I think that's where I felt it. I guess in terms of time length in general, it's so individual, isn't it, for so many people? I mean, I think, I still think I'm not knowledgeable enough for the amount of time being Muslim. But, I, but I've got such a setup where I'm learning from so many brothers around me and stuff yeah. like that. So others, you know, may Allah make it easy for them. And I often make dua for other reverts to have, you know, as much support as I've had. Definitely, I, th I think like that's the thing. Everyone's on their own journey. So everyone maybe is no longer a new Muslim at different times and different periods. Like I said, I know in myself is that I became Muslim. But I didn't tell like my family and other friends because I still... Yeah. I had lots of questions and a lot of concerns of what if they asked me this, what would I say? What if they asked me yeah. you know, this controversial issue and I'm not really sure? So I think, like you said, myself, it took a bit of time before I became grounded and confident um, to sort of tell people and share it and then became quite confident. But I think, like you said as well, you know, it's not always, you know, you don't, even whatever knowledge you have, I think as long as you're, sharing it and you know understand that that's fine you don't have to be the most knowledgeable person to get involved in sharing the message yeah i think that's a good point and i've, I've often wondered you know should i be on youtube with my own channel and, and as i notice the numbers going up sometimes i do feel a bit insecure like you know but i'm i'm you know i look at say you know the brothers on this channel or, or you know i mean this is obviously high level even on other channels where they've been muslim a long time yeah and giving out information so but I, but I do believe I, that I, I, is, I, would, I would say that's a good sign though that if a person's questioning themselves about do I have enough knowledgeable am I in the right situation it's a good sign I think a negative mm -hmm. sign would be where a person maybe feels like they know everything or I've you know I, I've researched these issues I know more than you so I, I think yeah. it's a good sign and that can happen to a lot of um, a lot of reverts can't it it's that old thing I always compare it to the person that goes to the gym after knowing, you know, they see a couple of YouTube videos, they go around advising everyone. Yeah. Uh, it can often be like that with reverts. But yeah, I, th I think I've been very grounded. And like I say, the setup I have, um, and I think to be honest, in, in what I've known, and I'm, I'm in the beginning of my journey, but the more you learn, the more humble you become, the more you realize that you don't know everything, I think, the more you look into Islam. There's such a vast world of stuff that you think, hang on a minute, I'm going to be reading this verse in my life. So, <laughs> you know. Definitely, like many of the scholars mentioned that when you increase in knowledge, you actually start learning how little you know and actually yeah. humbles you. I think that's something beautiful about Islam. And I know myself that one thing that I always found beautiful about Islam compared to Christianity or other religions was the, the emphasis on knowledge. And also when I had questions, I always found out there was answers there. And maybe it took me time to find those answers, find the right brothers, the right knowledgeable people. But alhamdulillah, there was always those answers and that knowledge. Yeah yeah I so agree. yourself you know give me a quick summary you've probably been asked a thousand times mm. what's the story yeah. every time yeah. you go to the masjid or every time you're in, yeah. in a new location and a brother sees yeah. you and i what think I don't know. 
<laughs> what would be like you? I'm, I'm managing to find just to make it smaller and smaller because you realise, yeah. you, you like you say, you go to a match, you're going to have to say it. And I've said, you know, I've said my story over and over again. But um, in a nutshell, um, I was pretty anti-Islam mindset. I wasn't actively, but I, I you know, basically my sister converted and had who I wasn't speaking to, and I had and she had a baby that was my niece, Iman. Um, and so once, and you know, Islam, my niece, this is what, you know, I cared about her so much that I think as soon as Islam came into my family, I thought, wow, I need to look, look into this. And I think my motive was to try and look into Islam and to show my mum and things like that to say, look, we can't have, we can't have Imam being Muslim. She's going to have to cover. She's going to be beaten by her husband. She's going to be oppressed. She's going to have less rights. And these are all the things that I'd understood from Islam and obviously from an ignorant mindset. Um, where, where do you think that came from? Is that because maybe some news articles you've seen or I, I think so. Yeah, and I, I think to be honest, probably for me, probably a lack of interaction with Muslims or probably a lack of interaction with practicing Muslims as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, certainly media. I mean, to be honest, you know, as of as of the last few years, you you know, you can't you couldn't really turn the news on for a period of time without hearing about you know, grooming gangs or, or terrorism yeah. or all these things. And I think you can't help as a British person who's, you know, at that time I had no interest in Islam. But when you hear that word, you know, then all of a sudden you have these things in the back of your mind um, that, that come up. And, and, and so, yeah, I think that's where it came from. So, so yeah, I, I guess I, I thing is, as I looked into it, um, mm. and I, I, I because it meant so much, I, I started looking quite extensively into the into the subject of a woman uh, in Islam and a young girl in Islam. Would you, say, would you say it came then from your sister becoming Muslim? You wanted to learn more about it from there? Yeah, well, it was my sister. I hadn't spoken to her for probably about 15 years. We, we wow. fell out. Nothing to do with her being Muslim. So we fell out years ago. Um, and I did see that Islam had cleaned up her life and stuff. Uh, but, but we never talked. It got to the point where we hadn't spoken for that long. It wasn't even awkward. We just sort of lost contact that way. But uh, alhamdulillah, she still allowed me to see Iman. Every weekend, we used to go to Nando's or Prezzo. We used to go out. You know, and I, and I, I used to sit with Iman, um, even you know, from the age of five. We used to take her out. And we used to have conversations. And she'd say to me things like, you know, Christmas time, she'll say, Allah doesn't have a son. And I'd be like, what are you saying? And, and she'd also said, I remember her once saying to me, I'll never forget it. She said to me, Uncle Jordan, I don't want you to go to the hellfire. You're a Christian, wow. Uncle Jordan, and I am a Muslim, and and you're going to go. And and I thought, wow, what, what's she talking about here? You know, and mm. I guess a part of me was thinking, why is she believing this? But but part of me also thought, what what does she mean by that? And like I say, I think I looked in more and more. And to be honest, it it didn't take me long to realize that Islam was a beautiful protection for a young girl. And I think even any father, if your if your daughter is suddenly going to dress more modest have these values where she's not going to just be flirting with other men. Um, we know, you know, we know as, as men growing up in this country, how perhaps either we've treated women or how we've seen women being treated. Being treated yeah. So I, I think I got to a stage where I thought, alhamdulillah, my, my niece is Muslim. That's great. Uh, yeah, and, it's a great thing. And to be honest, that's where I parked it for a while. That's where I parked it. But then I, I started to become a bit obsessed with Islam and look into more of the teachings. I, I wanted to learn who who is this Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and, and what is the concept. So I, I was looking online, I was reading, I, I came across Speaker's Corner. Um, mm. And I think, to be honest, I always thought that Islam, and if I'm going, if I'm blabbing on too much, just cut me off. I'll me. cut you off, don't <laughs> worry. There's uh, no shyness um, here. I, I always thought is, Islam, 
Islam, it, um, even though it's a beautiful thing, and I started to see it was more than just for a girl, I thought Islam really makes sense. You know, it's concept of one God, this this prophet piece upon him that had such good character and and, and all the things that I, I respect, really. Um, it was it was only really when I saw a white man in Hamza um, debate. So I don't know if you know Hamza from EF Dawa. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so he was debating at the park and, and it was almost got a, a, like a light switch went off in my head like, so, so you mean I could be Muslim? And I know that sounds crazy. I've, I've heard this as well from um, John Fontaine. Maybe you've heard of him. Yeah. Like uh, he saw Abderrahim Green and other, you know, English white speakers. And he yeah. realized actually, whoa, that they become Muslim. And I think that's something that actually has a big impact, even though you may not realize a lot of people have that conception. I think even maybe even some people in my family that Islam is if you're foreign or if you're brown or you're this, it's it's not for a British person. It's not for someone in the West. Yeah, that's right. And in our minds, we don't even click that Christianity is from the Middle East as well. You know, and, <laughs> and, and, and to us, even though I knew that I knew that Islam was sent for all mankind, it's still I had to see Hamza in his football casuals, you know, um, with his English, you know, swagger. You'd have to wear a Thor or, or Do you know what? And, and that's an interesting point. I believe if Hamza was there in a in a dopey or, or a, kufi yeah. or a, a full, full on, I think I wouldn't relate to him as much. Yeah. So, so, so I, I, I do feel, and that's probably you know why I, I, I still dress the same as well. I feel there's nothing in our scriptures to say that we have to dress Arab, for example. Yeah. So, so that was quite strong for me. And like I say. From there, I got in touch with Hamza, um, and, and I met them. Funny, you, meant, you mentioned John Fontaine because he was the first brother I actually met when I came to the corner. Uh, well, I was going to ask you if I'm correct. Did, did, didn't you become Muslim in Speaker's Corner, or was it afterwards? Or so uh, my first day was there. My first day was I, I, I intended to go along, uh, and to be honest, I probably Hamza knew I was going, but I, I didn't. I when I got there, I thought I'm not getting involved in this, uh, and I was sort of scampering around the back. Um, yeah, and, just observing uh, and seeing what's happening. Hoping to observe, go home uh, after and quickly. But as soon as I, uh, someone came up to me and said, "Oh, brother, what, what do you believe?" I said, "Oh, actually, I'm I'm here. I'm interested in Islam." As soon as I said that, um, more brothers came along, and someone parked John. <laughs> Conner, yeah. There's a camera here, a camera here, a camera here. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what's going on? Um, but but, mashallah, um, John Fontaine, what a fantastic brother to meet. You know, as a first, as a first, and we had a great conversation. And to be honest. I came to the park. I, I believe I was already convinced of Islam, um, almost, I'd say. Uh, but uh, John Fontaine was able to answer a lot of problems. I was asking him, "How did your family react? How did the, how did?" It? And I was yeah, those sort of questions. He was answering a lot of those sort. Of, and I know he was a jazz singer, and he, what he had to give up. Um, and he still he, he still contacts me now. Uh, may Allah reward him. Um, and, uh, so yeah, and then, and then yeah, I, I met Eif Dawah, which is Hamza, Anis, Imran, um, and Abbas. And mashallah, beautiful brothers, and you know, I met them. We, we did a bit on camera. Hamza uh, talked to me through the uh, the prophet peace upon him and his motives, which was very strong. Yeah. And then we went out for this dinner afterwards, which was um, always in my mind. This dinner, we just sat around, and it was just this brotherhood, this no no judgment judgment of each other. Like in my circles, we all think, you know, how much is he earning? Uh, what's he wearing? And all that. There was yeah, none of that. I agree with that, that. Obviously, for now, I've been Muslim eight years. So to think back but that dynamic is there isn't it though you th but but in islam you're sitting with brothers and the conversation isn't about oh uh, what what brand of clothing is he wearing you yeah. know or he's wearing he's not wearing nike or he's not wearing something you know good he's yeah. wearing this and that or what career does he have brothers could be from all backgrounds all exactly. countries different statuses but nobody cared There's yeah more, and, and, um, and 
I've never experienced anything, and I don't know anything in, in the world that does that. You know, in, in Islam, like you say, you could have a billionaire next to a cleaner in a masjid praying. Um, and so that was obviously very strong. And, and just the, I mean, the character of these guys, they didn't pressure me into a shahada or anything like that. It was just okay. almost nice to meet you. And and so I went away and then it didn't take long afterwards. Uh, I kept in contact with Hamza and, and Abbas and Imran. And um, and yeah, inshallah, my, um, alhamdulillah, I took my shahada um, okay, not long was. after, to be honest. So you became Muslim. Were you overwhelmed or scared maybe about having to, you know, the pressure of learning so many different things? Because I know, I know, I know, with some people that become Muslim, before they become Muslim, they're always concerned about I need to learn all this stuff. I have to learn maybe a different language. Mm. How was it for you? Or, do you, or, yeah. or, or were you, or with those brothers around you, were you confident to take it in baby steps? Yeah, I, th I think, um, I think, like I say, I'm, I'm very lucky in the sense that I, I was grounded by brothers that were giving me materials and giving me books and giving me stuff, and 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 I was put in a Facebook group with other reverts, and we were bouncing off each other. So Ben Ikro in the chat, um, Issa, yeah, yeah. There, there's a few of us that you would have seen on the channel, Martin, Vince, a um, few really good brothers. And we, we kind of grew together. Um, and that was a really, um, that was a really special thing as well. But yeah, I think I, I probably was like a kid in a candy shop. And I, and I, I'm, I'm, I imagine how reverts who aren't directed can go in all sorts of directions. Um, I think for me, if I look back, one of the things I regret a bit is I think I spent my first few months learning islam trying to defend it you know because of the whole speaker's corner thing i, I probably yeah. learning islam from a side of how do i defend this how do you know how do i go against this argument i agree uh, but i settled down i think it was similar, similar for me like i became muslim I, I spent a lot of time on forums debating um so alhamdulillah I, I did learn a lot of knowledge i had learned a lot of things which was good but i realized yeah. with myself it had been maybe six months nine months a year Maybe not a year, but nine months, six months. But I still didn't really know the prayer properly, or yeah. I still hadn't learned the basics. But I knew all this stuff about this argument, philosophical argument, or this science of hadith. But I didn't necessarily know much on uh, the foundations as much. I know myself when I went to um, the Ayyura retreat, which they they do once a year for for new Muslims converts. That was like a weekend away, just to concentrate on the foundations about why am I Muslim? Why do you believe in Allah? Why do you believe the Quran's a miracle? Focus on the prayer. And uh, that was huge. Because I think sometimes you can, like you're saying, you can maybe not focus on the basics as much. Yeah, I agree. And and I think the climate we um, we enter Islam in, um, you know, you almost, you know, if I, if I, for example, enter other live streams online or when I go Speaker's Corner, well, as soon as you say you're Muslim, you're on trial. You know, it's like, and, and, and all of a sudden they what come about up this? all these what questions about, you know, about everything. And, you know, you can't walk somewhere without being asked about the age of Aisha or what, what terrorism in Islam. And you think, but, mm. you know, um, and, and so I guess you sort of end up end up looking into that just to make sure that you're, you can answer people. But to be honest, I, I forgot all that. I thought, you know what, it's all, it's all whatever. I've just got, a, you know, 99 names of Allah, Tawheed, and, and, and actually start to get my foundations down, which I did. But also, you know, I've, my sister, uh, for example, you know, I, I, she told me a story once where she was kicked off a bus, you know, and spat at and things like that. And you think wow. the, the, the sort of, um, and the sisters obviously have it the hardest, but the, the, the environment yeah. or the climate we have to embrace Islam, you know, people around really, eat, some people struggle to deal with it. And to be honest, uh, when, I, when I look at it, I, I think it kind of means that only the strong ones are really going to come through. And I may be bigging us up there, but I, I do believe as a, as a revert nowadays to, to come into Islam, you, you're... Uh, 
only really the strong ones are going to come through. I, I, I hope it never becomes a fashion, you know, like 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 Buddhism yeah. is, you know, where people go and do yoga and everyone go, that's so cool, you know. Yeah, Islam, so cool, is, yeah, yeah. Islam is changing your whole life and submitting. So, yeah. Definitely. So, Hamdulillah as well, I think uh, recently you got the opportunity to go perform Umrah with the brothers from EF Dawa. How was that experience? Uh, absolutely incredible. So it was a real turning point for me. I mean, I mean, the the brothers that you know, Abbas, Hamza, Imran. Th these these brothers are are so special to me. And you know, the the relationship, the brother, the brotherhood we have, um, I guess, transcends a lot of things. And and mm. and it, yeah. So so to go to go with them on on to a journey like that, because uh, for them, many of them, it was their even. I think it was even Hamza's first time as well. Um, but I think, you know, going to Medina uh, and experiencing Islam, because uh, Medina is my favorite place on the planet now. Um, Mecca was hectic. And, Mecca and, was, yeah. I was going to say it was Mecca. <laughs> no. I got to go in 2016 and uh, we went to Mecca first. And it was just yeah. chaos. Like there was, I, I was, you know, you have to run across roads. There's no like light system waiting. Um, Alhamdulillah, it, it, that was good. But obviously when we went to Medina and it was like calm. And I think like yeah. you said, you see like... Um, you know, everyone going to the masjid, uh, shops closing and things oh, like amazing. that. It was uh, amazing. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have to think, you know, what's the time? Have I missed prayer? I, might, I need to go and pray now. It, it's just that everyone's walking towards the beautiful masjid. And um, yeah, and like I say, Mecca was, Mecca was um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know if you, and I don't know if this is fair to be, I, I do bring it up because I think it's interesting because John, John Fontaine's also the same as, Medina was the highlight of my trip, and going to road roaders really where or router where you know the the, yeah, road, the the special like the, where the green carpet is you know, within yeah. within the prophet's masjid. So yeah. um, so for some reason my experience there, I went in and it's all hectic when you go in. You know people are shoving you, elbowing you, and I I can't deal with that. I was I went in completely angry, but as soon as my head my forehead hit the floor, you know you can do two rakas in there before you have to move on. Yeah. I just remember this whole feeling of everything sort of coming off my shoulders, my, my oh, concern, uh, what people thought of me, uh, what's going to happen here. What, and I, all of a sudden, it, it was almost like, and I'm not into all these spiritual experiences. You know, I've never been one of, the, one of those sorts of guys, but <laughs> it honestly felt like someone put their arm around me and said, everything's going to be fine, no matter oh. what happens. So I came back from Umrah mm. um, very strong. But I think the point I wanted to make was that the, the Kaaba wasn't necessarily the highlight of my trip. As magnificent it was, yeah, and I think the reason is because we don't grow up with stories in the Kaaba, you know. That's a good point because I know when I went, everyone was like, "When you saw the Kaaba, like, did you cry?" Or people were crying around me, yeah. And I was yeah. like, "Hamdulillah, it was amazing to see and an yeah. amazing experience." But I think that's a good point, maybe because the rally is from young. The stories that we I grew up with Christmas and Easter and things like that. But for Muslim, for years and years, they've seen it on the TV or they've seen pictures of it. Their family have been, they've told them about it. So maybe that is the reason why maybe for them it's a huge emotional experience. Yeah, and I, I definitely... Sorry, go on. No, no, you go, you go. I definitely, because um, I said in the chat, I, I definitely need some sabah on my... Because even when I went round the Kaaba, you know, there's this... There's, you know, there's one guy, you know, I'm, I'm going through this experience and, and a young guy, like, elbowed me in the back and I turned around almost squaring up to him and I'm like, Jordan, come back, because, you know... Yeah, for, I, I, I mean, my, I think it's a, maybe a British thing. Our personal space, you know. Yeah. And I remember these trains of sisters because the sisters are all panicking, obviously, because they're in an area where, where you know they're obviously so they all come together and there's like these trains of sisters yeah, yeah, yeah. whizzing through you. I um, think like, but like, yeah. especially I've seen the uh, Indonesian brothers and sisters. They like move in like um, a 
triangle formation and that's right, push that's everyone right. aside. That's right. That's um, right. No, I've got some, there's some crazy experiences on uh, doing toe off. Like yeah. some, you know, seeing some sisters trying to get to the black stone and hijabs yeah. being ripped off. And like you said, like, obviously it's very tight and there's like a wave system. I don't know if, you, if it was when you were there. If you go close to the black stone, you get pulled in, you got to try and yeah. get out. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I'm still a good, a great, amazing experience. Yeah. I saw one thing there that I thought was absolutely incredible, and I never forget. I mean, firstly, is the diversity, obviously yeah. that Malcolm X uh, talks about when you go to him. There is that thing you think, "Wow, Islam is is everybody." You know, there there were white, yellow, black, uh, brown, everything was there. Um, but there was a guy. I remember there was a guy who had, I think, he had one leg and one arm, wow. and he was on this board that had like these wheels just like nailed onto it. And he, he had like a stick that he was pulling himself around with. So he was going around the Kaaba and he, he looked fairly elderly. So he looked, you know, at least 60. And I, I thought this is amazing. You know, it just inspired me. You know, this guy has come and he's doing it. Um, and I felt like, like one thing that I remember that amazed me, I, mean, I don't know if it was there when you went, is there was many brothers from Pakistan, India, Bangladesh and other countries that were very, very poor. You could tell they were poor. Um, yes, they were just yes. like they were just outside, living, maybe sleeping outside, and this and that. But Spala, they made that journey to come to the harbour, yeah. and, and you could see them all eating together, very simple food. Whilst obviously I was off to KFC and McDonald's and Hardee's. Um, Spala, yeah. that was another thing that really made me think, like how much people are sacrificing to come here. Yeah, no, whereas definitely. for me, it was a nice uh, Turkish Airlines, you know watching their TV or whatever on the way down. But for them, it might have been a real sacrifice. Yeah, may I reward them. I mean, I've got a funny story of the, when I was in the road there. So it was crazy, but we managed to get in. We sat down and we're waiting for uh, Maghrib Salah. So we're waiting. And alhamdulillah, we all stand up. We see, obviously, behind us, the person do the adhan, which is amazing. And then when I stood up, I ended up getting pushed out. Out <laughs> so of the actual line. Like out the line, and I ended up just standing next to a column watching everyone pay Maghrib. Because <laughs> there was obviously so many, people, so many people crammed in, sat down. So when yeah, they stopped, no, there was no space. Yeah. So like I remember just saying, <laughs> I lost my friends where I was just sat watching um, everyone else pray. Alhamdulillah, obviously, I prayed afterwards and stuff, but that was. Uh, did you do Hajj or Umrah? Did you do them both? Or? Just, um, uh, just Umrah at the moment. Inshallah, I'll do Hajj in the future. Um, I've spoke to people who've done Hajj. That's a different experience because I've heard, millions yeah. of people are there in that one city. I thought it was busy when I went um, for Umrah, but Hajj probably a whole new level. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Cool. So, Jordan, you know, you've been sharing a lot of the Newcastle Fast FM shows on your channel. Yeah. Got my, what sort uh, of inspired you to? Yeah, and you got you got. I need to get the my, merchandise. My merch. Yeah. <laughs> what sort of inspired you, I guess, to reach out and sort of share some of the content that's been happening? Yeah, so I had a brother who shared me, um, said, check out this stream, and I watched it, and I, I think it was, I think it had Baker and Green on it, um, and, and I watched it, and I thought, that was amazing, uh, and, and, and when, I, when I looked, I saw that there was like 40 views or something. And Some of the topics they talked about was really, really good. Yeah, and, and I thought this, and, I, and I, for me, it was like, more people need to, um, more, and to be honest, I've always, I've always been an, uh, I, mean, my, I guess, uh, it's all relative. I, my my channel is still a small channel, but I guess it's grown. And I, and I see some other brothers out there who maybe have a couple of hundred subscribers giving out good content. And I've tried. What made to you start your channel? Um, good point, actually. I, I I never had any intention really. So I used to, um, you know, go in these chats and stuff. Mm. And and people used to subscribe to me without any videos. And I, at one point, I turned around and I and I had 
Oh, like, like based on the comments and things uh, yeah like I, I had 300 subscribers and I, thought, I haven't done a video and then i just thought well what maybe i can speak to people uh, and to be honest Richard, my channel has become for me is like my my little my mini umrah umma almost my mini umrah, I, 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 they're very recognizable names um and they they've also embraced uh, i think your channel a lot as well which i'm, I'm really happy about they they're really really appreciative of, of the stuff you guys are doing as well uh, so yeah. you, you saw like it wasn't getting many views yet they were really yeah, and, and honest, I've always thought that um, there's a real issue with YouTube in the sense that a lot of our stuff has become personality, maybe watching people exposing other people, maybe watching yeah. people argue. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I watch, I watch, you know, I watch a lot of Speaker's Corner when there's anger. Watching angry. the drama, yeah? Yeah, we, we all like <laughs> a bit of drama. But, but I feel like the ratio should be, you know, we should, the majority of our content we, we, content we watch should be where we're benefiting and, and real Islamic reminders. And, you know, when I'm talking about these little channels, I mean, I'm, I'm looking, I'm seeing Baker and Green, two legends of the game, uh, you know, that, that, and, and when I, I'm thinking, why aren't millions watching this? So yeah, and that's yeah. my, how my mind's going. So uh, it got to the point where I thought, you know, maybe you could share it on this channel and then maybe share some on, on, on the Iftawar and, and share yeah, that. And, yeah. I, and that, to be honest, I've always thought, Muslim channels should come together a bit more anyway. I, I think, you know, you know, for instance, going live at the same times or, or we should we should be coordinating it and supporting. Uh, and I know I know that's easily said than done. There's many, many reasons why perhaps you wouldn't uh, go with other channels, but I think where possible, we should. Definitely, I think there's the opportunity and the benefit there to try and share other people's content. You know, other people have been sharing, making videos for a long time, they have a big following. And if they can give shout out to those small channels that are doing beneficial stuff, help them grow and I think everyone benefits like you said and hopefully yeah. with YouTube algorithm search with people searching they'll find the videos non-Muslims people interested in benefit yeah alhamdulillah so I've noticed with uh, EF Dara as well you know you've got you've got involved you're, you're joining the streams and things like that how did that come about is that simply because you met the brothers in Speakers Corner originally and you just started getting involved or yeah do you know what it was it was um so Speaker's Corner, obviously, um, Speaker's Corner came to a halt when the lockdown happened, I guess, many months ago now, the first one. Um, and so I'd done a few revert streams, um, you know, where we, a bunch of us or reverts go on and chat. Yeah, and I thought they were good. Quite, they seem to be quite popular, you know, just a bunch yeah, of Yeah, I was, I was really impressed. Um, I think I checked like a day later and the views were, mashallah, very and good. I, I'm always shocked at that. I'm always thinking, but we're just having a chat. But obviously people are watching, you know, people maybe from another culture embracing Islam and, and, and I get it. To be honest, I, I feel that people give reverts a bit too much credit. I, I feel like everyone goes through that time in their life where they make those decisions, you know, but for whatever reason, and look, I guess we use it to our advantage if it helps with the dawah. Yeah. Uh, we, we do it. But I think that... Um, there, I started doing live streams on my channel um, on, on this, I think it was on Hangouts or something like that before. And so when EF Dower stopped going to the park, I said, well, how about we do some streams um, on, on EF Dower? And, and so he really, sort of yeah, across. And, yeah, and to be honest, I, you know, I was Abbas's Robin. He was Batman. You know, he, he, was, uh, he was doing all of the knowledge and giving out the content. I was obviously hosting and giving little bits that I can. It kind of inspired me to look more into the topics. Um, and so, yeah, from there, we've we've sort of got into it and we, we really enjoy the live streams and, and I think it's growing from there. Definitely, like one of the brothers from Newcastle Foster Femme and the Islamic Diversity Centre, he says that every person has a role in the Dawah. It's so like you said there, maybe yourself, you're not super knowledgeable on these, you know, New Testament history or Christianity yeah. or atheism, but 
you had your role of hosting the event, introducing it, bringing guests in. And similarly yeah. with, um, in the DAO, people have different roles. Maybe it's somebody sharing beneficial reminders. Maybe it's uploading videos. Maybe it's writing a blog. Maybe it's hosting an event. Everyone can play their part, even if they don't have to be that person on the front, like you said, always speaking on the stage. They can be behind the yeah, scenes. I agree. I agree. And I, I do think, um, I mean, I think there's this sort of common thing, and I've heard it at Speaker's Corner, where to do, to do DAO, you have to be this kind of, um, you need to look Muslim, you need to be super knowledgeable, we need to look a certain way. I guess Dawa, we can also show Dawa um, that we're a whole range of different people, aren't we? I think it's important to have different nationalities, probably different levels as well, all all doing Dawa. And I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone should be at Speaker's Corner doing um, yeah. doing debates, but I think, like you like you quite rightly say, we, we can all do our part um, within it. Definitely, for example, Newcastle West FM, one brother who is not on the stream, but... You know, he's been hosting the stream. He's been doing clips, sharing videos. Um, everyone can can get involved and have a part. My question yeah. to you would be, in the online space, would you say that there's much there for converts and new Muslims? Mm, that's a good question. I know Is myself, it... I've done research and you got, I go on YouTube and I type in new Muslim help or revert help or prayer advice. I personally felt there wasn't much there. What, what, what do you think? No, that's a, that's a really good question. So um, I think, again, I was fortunate that I think the brothers at Iftar were sieving out the good stuff. So I wasn't just looking at it. it looked, like you say, it's a vast... Yes, also. Honest, you, you, may, you, you click praying and it could be, you know, it could be a completely different type of Muslim praying than, <laughs> than, than yeah, the original yeah, yeah. one. So, so you're right. I think we do need to be careful, YouTube. And I think uh, often we can... Just because just someone's got, you know, presenting something in a way on YouTube doesn't mean that they're, you know, a scholar or and a revert won't necessarily know how to judge if someone is a scholar. Mm. You know, you, they may be a scholar in a certain area, but not in the area they're talking about. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is it is really important to, I guess, go to your masjid and, and understand, really seek who to get knowledge from. Just going on YouTube for questions or answers that you're looking for is is is, is dodgy. So for you, would you say it's, you found it more beneficial actually like interacting going to your local masjid would be probably better than just googling yeah. around yeah so i i went to imam foundation which is imam foundation is ef dawa and, and they introduced me to a, a couple of sheikhs there and stuff and and uh, you know it, personal life issues i was having i was able to sit down and have a coffee with um actually abu alia was one of them okay well, um, nice. so he, so he sat down with me for a coffee for a while to talk about an issue i was having um so i was very fortunate okay well, nice what would you say is the maybe the the biggest struggle that you've had when you became Muslim? Was it was it trying to learn? Was it issues with family, or what would you say? It's a good question. So I didn't tell my family. Like I think you said that as well. I didn't. I didn't tell. Yeah, so them I, did, I didn't tell anybody for six months. Then told my sisters, and then three months after, told my uh, my dad. So, yeah. yeah, and in my head, I think I made it a really big deal. I mean. I'm for, obviously, I, I came onto YouTube, uh, and my, so my 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 mum and sister actually found out via YouTube. They found that Ali Dawa had shared one of my things or something. So um, that was an that's, interesting. That's what I was thinking. Were you, were you not concerned at the time of um, these YouTube videos was, going around? And I was, but do you know what? Um, I, I always think maybe it was Allah's plan in a way, because I don't think I I, I didn't have the courage to tell my mum, and in my head, it was such a big thing. My yeah. mum just found out, and I, had, I was on the spot, and I had to explain. Uh, and you know, she's she's accepted it uh, and you know like i said she i mean she's two out of two out of three of her children are now muslim so <laughs> so without their mum 
I know my, I know me. Um, it took six months because, like I said, I was just concerned. What will people think? But for me, I went to um, a weekend course. Um, started Friday, finished Sunday about the prophet peace upon him and about his life and who he was. And you know, covering some of maybe some controversial issues that people speak about. And I realized at the end of that, of like, wow, like, why am I so shy to not share with yeah. those closest to me about this person? Yeah, we should be with people or misconceptions, what people may say. But then I, you know, studied his life and going through who he was and his character. I realized, like, this person's amazing. I should definitely want to share this yeah. with everyone. So yeah. that really um, pushed me to then tell my sisters. I became Muslim, um, and then afterwards tell my father. But I think that period of no one knowing was difficult because obviously um, I had to change my diet. Like you know, what what am I eating? Um, you know, try you're trying to pray and stuff without people noticing. It can yeah. be a difficult time. Yeah, it's not easy being Muslim in the closet. You know, uh, like you say. So I think when I'm advising people, I always say you don't have to tell your parents, but all your close ones. But I would recommend it because mm. for me, once I did, once people around me did know, it became a lot easier. Uh, it's very hard, like you say. Um, you know, I think, like you said as well, I was just super worried and scared. But I told my sisters, and they said, you know, you know, as long as you're happy, we're happy. Yeah. One's an atheist, one's a Christian. So you know, they were more interested in, oh, it might be there's going to be a lot of discussions. It's going to be more interesting. But before yeah. that, I was nervous. You know, what should I say? Should I tell them? Sometimes I think, I think you're right. Nervous. I think, and I, th I think we, in our mind, we think, and like you say, if if you're you know a good person like yourself, and they're, they're going to you know, they're going to see Islam a different way and they're going to accept you. Uh, and mine was the same. My, my family, whenever, I mean, I'm not saying some, some families do go into the point where they would yeah. disown someone and that's really tough. But I think in mo most of the cases I've seen, parents, you know, love their kids unconditionally and, and, and can be, I think I, I tried to talk to my mom about things before she knew. And even when she found out, she was asking me questions, you know, the, the, obviously the misconceptions that they have and, I think uh, you've got to be patient. I mean, I also had a, a fiance um, that I wasn't patient with, um, and, and I think I, I messed that up for, for that reason. I, I, I struggled with, with that mm -hmm. side of it. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's a difficult one. Uh, not not not. I know something that was um, had a big effect, especially on my father and my family. Was often I was trying to tell them things directly, and it sometimes led to arguments and discussions. But when they actually saw Islam change within me change my character, change yeah. from some of the things previously that I shouldn't be doing, concentrating on, you know, studies, concentrating on doing charity and being a better person. That had a huge, bigger yeah, effect. Good point. And good I, point. I guess that, our behavior is the best hour, isn't it? And that is like you so say, that is, they see a change in you then. Um, yeah. And they realize, okay, Islam is, uh, is good for my son or Islam is good for my brother. Whereas maybe if you're doing all the talking, but not actually seeing that transformation in yourself, maybe it, it doesn't have the same effect, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Abbas said something the other day on the live stream which stuck with me. He said, um, he said, if Islam is, is making you uh, more intolerant, more angry, mm. you're not practicing it right. You know, that's not what Islam should be doing for you. You know, so, so if you're practicing Islam right, it should, your, your character should improve. Your, it should be the best of you. Definitely, mashallah. Mm. So, brothers and sisters, if you're tuning in and you do have any comments for myself or Jordan about his journey, about, his, about our experiences, um, being Muslim, drop them in the comments. Uh, inshallah, we'll uh, we'll answer them. Any questions that you do have, inshallah. Jordan? You have any questions for myself? 
Yeah, I guess your journey is interesting. I guess you've so you've been Muslim for eight years. You said eight years, yeah. Um, and so I guess you've been past that three-year mark. I mean, I mean, firstly, so like I said, I've I've had an amazing setup with the EF Dower guys. Uh, they've held my hand through many of it. And to be honest, even though I see myself as sensible, and I think I'm probably older than you as well, so I I, yeah. I, I always think that um, how hard it must be for people that didn't have that setup. I mean, how was your setup when you first? Your that's, uh, that's what I was going to highlight. You mentioned that you had a good brothers around you, and handling myself, I think that was the same. I think the reason why I stayed solid and grew was because of that setup. You know, Hamdullah, there was I became Muslim with some brothers, um, and there was the Islamic Diversity Center, which I mentioned previously, and there was one of the masjids, and those brothers there going to classes. You know, they actually put the effort of inviting me around their house on Eid and spending time with their family. Invited, inviting me to spend time with them. When to be honest, they could have just maybe just left me, but mm. they really put that effort in. And for me, it was something simple as just once a week, I would travel 30 minute bus bus ride to a uh, city which had a masjid. We'd sit down, do a bit about the prayer, maybe do a bit about Arabic, and then just grab some food, chat and chill. You know, for me, that was massive. Wasn't, But for them, maybe it wasn't a lot. So I think truly I wouldn't really be as... I wouldn't have grown as much as I did if people didn't really invest in me. But the reality is I think many brothers and sisters, they're in areas where maybe there isn't many Muslims or maybe there are Muslims, but then they don't have the program set up for reverts. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's a masjid, but you'd, the reality is, do I, would I, back then, did I feel comfortable walking into a random masjid where I don't know? So, for example, the masjid which I took shahada outside, the khutbah was in wasn't in English and um, the uncle made me wear a hat you know things like that would I felt would I feel comfortable going back there if it's not in English and people don't really understand my situation so for people it can be really difficult but I think like you said for, for me and maybe for you having those brothers around having that support really helped me um, and I think I didn't make I wouldn't make many of the mistakes that maybe they made because they could advise me you know to do this and to do that yeah, I agree. And your point about the culture, I mean, there's a lot of bad advice out there, isn't there? And it's not always with bad intention, but like you say, a brother may tell you to wear something. Someone may say, I've heard people advise reverts, you need to change your name. You need to get rid of those tattoos. You need to... And yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of advice out there that, yeah, and, and like you say, I think you can go into some masjids and feel as a bit of an outsider. I think, I think when, I say, when I say Richard, some people are a bit like, uh, <laughs> yeah. did, did, did you mean Rashid yeah, what, or Rashid? What's your real name? Like, yeah, what's your real, what's yeah. your Muslim name? I remember when I went on Umrah, we stayed in Turkey, and I said I'm Richard, and the brothers in Turkey are like, no, no, you're Abd uh, Abdul Rashid Muhammad, and <laughs> so yeah, like you said, that that um that culture can be difficult. Yeah, no, uh, but no, like no. I think what you said though, I think people have good intentions. though. I like it to is, think that most is, brothers, yeah. I think, so yeah, it's just yeah. Maybe, bad advice can still come with a good intention. Um. Uh, and yeah, so I think I think as a revert, you need to be aware of that as well. Some some people, and especially what I've noticed from, I know you said the uncle that wore your hat that said made you wear a hat. Some yeah. people are pretty set in their ways, and that, that's how they see the world. And and so sometimes a revert, you know, you can clash with these people, and they can suddenly throw you off a bit. Um, I talk about um, a couple of things that had to, that's happened to me. One, one in one masjid, I was told off for not pointing my feet a certain way. I thought, well, where's that? Where's I've never learned that. And another thing was, I went into a masjid and someone kicked me. Um, I mentioned it on the Aira thing, so I was in. A, I was just praying. Yeah, I someone booted me, um, and, and I, I kicked him back, and he looked really surprised. And I was thinking, 
but you just kicked me. Uh, and then when I when I when I went outside, uh, someone said, "Look, this is uh, obviously you know shaitan can come through your feet and things like that." And I thought, but uh, what? Mm. Well, I know it's not that's not something I, yeah. I knew about. So I just thought someone had booted me while I was praying, which is very confusing. <laughs> so I uh, myself, lots of people advise me at the time, but I I always try and be polite. Thank you so much for the advice. And yeah, me too. Uh, I think that's interesting. I'll look into that. Um. Even if many times I know what they're saying maybe isn't right at all, but I think um, yeah. it's always good to be polite because if you yeah. come back harsh, maybe you can escalate. Well, yeah. a question here um, to yourself. I guess, you know, you mentioned maybe you were Christian before, but did you believe in God or religion before Islam? Yeah, so I, I would say a, a, uh, a Christian probably wouldn't have considered me a Christian. So I was your Christmas and Easter sort of bloke. Uh, midnight maybe if i'm feeling really holy <laughs> I, I say like if i go to the doctors <laughs> and they ask me what box to tick for religion i would have ticked christian yeah me too. but i guess i guess it was maybe maybe cultural christian i was obviously christened yeah. and stuff and to be honest i so i i i, I remember going to sunday school as a very young kid um mm. i remember learning nice stories there um i, I respect the christian values that, that the society had uh, you know once upon a time although it's losing and also I, I i did date a christian girl for a for about four years and she was desperate to try and get me into the church and I said I'll well, just not I just I need to go along with her sometimes and um, I remember there was one there was a sermon doing something about homosexuality and he said these are ill sick people there and it was a um, real aggressive real kind of off, yeah. yeah and, and it was um, I, th I think for me the the just the the, the simple parts of of, of Christianity so you know um, Jesus being God the Trinity never made sense even as a young man original sin you know um, not being accountable for your own actions to me so yeah. so because the, the the basic parts never never fit with me I, I never bothered looking into it and to be honest I probably saw religion as like most people do nowadays it was for people that need it you know I, I know I know a thing or two I'm a good yeah. guy I, I don't need it but I but it's fine for them so that was my attitude I think it's like you said. I think that was for me was beautiful about Islam and amazing is the sim how simple it was. The the mm. simple concept in one God, which naturally makes sense, logically makes sense. Um, the concept of repentance, forgiveness, and salvation was simple. Like you said, unlike Christianity with the Trinity and Jesus being God and original sin and all these questions, um, Islam's message is is very simple. I think people, yeah. I think when you share that with people, people even if maybe they don't accept it. I think they understand that it makes sense. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, what is your mum's opinion now about Islam? Um, after it says five years, but I think it's been three years. Yeah, good, good question. So I think, I think my mum uh, originally was thought I was going through a phase. I think you know. Yeah, I think my dad was the same. Yeah, but I, mean, I think for you, it's probably not an eight-year phase, uh, and for me, it's probably not a three-year phase. So, uh, but but you know what, my mum is um, she's my hero, and and she she backs me whatever I do. You know, my mum she grew up raising us all on her own. She's a very strong lady, and she'll do anything for us. Um, and so even even if deep down she probably doesn't agree with what me and my sister have done. Yeah. It hasn't it hasn't changed her her love for us or, or what how she treats us or anything like that and and I guess for us now it's sneaking in a bit of dower here and there where, where we can so um, under yeah. the table yeah <laughs> <laughs> so cool yeah. um, what part of practicing do you still find challenging that's a good question yeah that is a, that is a good question um, so I think when you have a busy lifestyle uh, like I said I think um, 
See, it's, Islam is a discipline, isn't it, in, in many ways? And, and I think when you, I have a, you know, I, I work seven days a week. I sometimes work very long hours. Wow. And and I I get my prayers in, but um, you 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 know, when I was in Medina, everything's on time, isn't it? Because everyone's just strolling to the masjid. Um, I think I struggle with. with I, I don't like the fact that sometimes my prayer has to fit around my life. I want it to be the other way around. And so I'm trying to make differences in my life where that can be the case. And it's not easy, you know, if you have if you have rent, if you have bills, you have to go to work. Um, but I'm trying to make changes in my life where, inshallah, I, I think can make... that was one of the things that's difficult is basically you have to try and change your entire life around the prayer. And yeah. I think it took time for me to really build that rhythm of where mm -hmm. life is focused around the prayer. And I think even after that, then it's really being sincere in your prayer. It's not just, oh, right, I've got 15 minutes left and I've got a meeting right. in half an hour and I just, just rush and pray back to my desk, continue yeah. working. Yeah. Um, I think that's the issue uh, many people face is, you know, they're praying or they're in trying to pray, they've got the intention, but trying to fit it in um, with, yeah. with the dunya all around them. and Yeah, the and it's and mad people. when you think about it. When, when we know as Muslims it's our second pillar, it's... It's what we're going to be asked for on the day of judgment. Uh, asked about, so yeah. you know, we're talking about a lot more than really what 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 we probably having to you know juggle around it. Um, so so obviously, a Muslim should prayer should be first. But um, you know, when you convert to Islam, your your life is is in a certain way, and it can it can take time um, to. How did you, you know, find to to learn the prayer? Did you oh, find it difficult? I, Did you have I a learned, teacher? Yeah, I learned Fatiha really quickly. Um, okay. And I was sent YouTube videos uh, to do the actions and stuff. But I think I think mostly, I mean, I, I was going to, I started going to Jummah every Friday with the, with Hamza. Um, and so I used to watch how they prayed as well. So I, I, was, I think by being around Muslim, by hearing Fatiha a lot and, and, and hearing all of the movements and, and, the, and the words, um, Definitely helped me early on. I think definitely get yourself into a masjid. Don't just learn to pray at home on your own. I think that's what I know for me it was just 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 getting stuck in, just just going to the masjid and following people, looking what people are doing. Not necessarily that everything they do is right, but just joining the congregation, listening to recitation and having a brother who can meet you and teach you in the masjid. Uh helped me grow hugely from obviously Hamdul, you know, you have books, you have YouTube. But I know myself is I misunderstood the book so much. So when I actually sat with someone, they realized, oh no, you're doing that wrong or you're you're saying this wrong. Yeah. So often just going to the masjid and, and getting involved is good. Yeah. When you went on Umrah, did you meet any European brothers? That's a good question. Um yeah, we we're pretty sure we did. I mean we were, we met so many people um in the hotels and things like that. I'm pretty sure we met Germans, Polish, uh Russians. Um so yeah, it, it was um it's yeah such a vast i mean to be honest most of the people there are oriental looking so it gives you an idea of how maybe indonesia and malaysia how many muslims are in those parts of the world as well because i guess mm. i think people assume that most muslims might be pakistani or arab but yeah, um yeah. you go to you go to mecca in it there are a lot of indonesian people uh there so true um what question the uncle made him wear a hat. That is true. Uh, oh, that's funny. Like, so, so, we, so I went for Friday prayer. I started doing Jummah. There's some talk going on. I have no, no idea what language it, it's in. And uh, yeah, uncle passing out the hats. Like had to wear the topi. I'm just sat there looking around. So yeah. 
Yeah. Have you had any experiences like that? Um, I do remember going to Masjid where 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 you had to wear hats. Um, I don't know if it was necessary, but there was a guy definitely giving out hats. Definitely, that's definitely. Yeah, just to clar- just to clarify, I'm not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like it's it's bad to wear hat or no. I'm it's uh, some scholars said it's it's recommended to wear hats and things like that. It's just obviously some cultural um, ideas that you have to wear a hat, like it's a, it's obligatory. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, and I've you know I've, I've seen I did see a masjid once someone having a go at someone for wearing shorts, for example, and stuff like that. And these are things when I think I think, hang on a minute, you know, this could be a you don't know how long that person's been Muslim. There needs to be a bit of a hikmah behind um, behind what people do in masjids because not everyone is born, grown up, understands everything, you know. Um, Definitely. Some more questions. Ben got that yesterday. What's your Muslim name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's very common actually, and and people can often look disappointed when you say, "Actually, I don't have one." Uh, I, was I think it's a good point. I, yeah, obviously, um, Islamically, you only need to change your name if it's got a bad meaning. Yeah. Or you know, if it's a name, it's a, say for example, it's a name of a god, or it's a swear word, or something negative. Um, but I think there's nothing wrong with change, like someone adding a new name. I know that many um, brothers did that. Sometimes to feel more Islamic. Sometimes to feel to feel a full change in their life. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. And like, look, we we made comments earlier about people dressing a certain way, changing names. If if dressing in a thobe and a, and, a, and a dopey makes you feel more Muslim and closer to the Prophet, peace be upon him, by all you know, I think that's great. I think the only issue is when, like you said, people say you have to wear it. That's that's where the real issue. So, uh, just to clarify, is that, is that you? This is me. This is me. Look, look at that wow. golden hair. So this is that. me in. Um, this must be 2012 at, at a Dawa stall in Middlesbrough. You got that I boy band to... hairstyle. Then. Yeah, skinny, uh, <laughs> no beard, and uh, long hair. So hair's gone, beard's come through. And, uh, I got married last year, so the weight's come through. Oh, uh, uh, so wait, it took you how many years to get married then from, don't mind me oh, asking. That's, that, that, that's the other one, isn't it? Uh, when are you getting yeah. married, brother? So, yeah, I've seen, I've seen Ben <laughs> sticking that in capitals in the comments. So, <laughs> so. so yeah, that had been, um, I guess, seven years. Um, but yeah, that's often a thing, brother, when you're going to get married. And um, I think it comes from a good angle because obviously, Islamically, you know, you can't have girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. But I think, with yeah. my, I think with myself, obviously I was 17 then, so I was still young. I think you need to be grounded in your own faith and confident where you are, I think, before you um, reach out to get married. But I guess yeah. everyone's situation is different. It is. And I know, you know, Hamza often said, so he, he he got married within like three months. You know, he was in Morocco <laughs> bringing a girl back. Ben moves quickly as well. Uh, and, yeah. and for me, the idea of it, I don't know, I guess, like you said, I guess, and look, I, I definitely think it's not good for, you know, a, a, a single man to just for for many years being on their yeah, own yeah, in I agree, I agree. climate and stuff and so islamically we're advised to get married um i mean for one thing the brothers that i know that have got married i don't see them much anymore so that that's kind of a <laughs> yeah, I, I, that, that, that's me that's me at the moment i don't think the brothers have seen me in uh sometimes <laughs> yeah but, <laughs> but yeah, i think um, you said every, everyone's situation is different i think definitely islamically the prophet in many narrations encouraged people to get married um and you don't want to be a person for many, many years hasn't got married. But I think it's a balance, especially with the new Muslim revert. You hear many stories of brothers and sisters who got married very, very quickly. Mm. And maybe their faith wasn't there or maybe things didn't work out. Yeah. Do you know what? Throughout my life, I've gone 
I don't want to get too personal, but I've gone from relationship and then into another one. And, and I, obviously, through converting to Islam, I, I tried to make a relationship work that didn't work. Um, and so I thought time on my own uh, just to – and I, you know, at the moment, I enjoy the fact that uh, – I mean, there are things like, you know, no one can tell me to flick the channel on the telly um, or, or wash up the dishes. But, but, but you know, I, <laughs> I, can, I remember those days. No. <laughs> I, I, can, I can read whatever I want. I can – you know, my time at the moment is my own. Um, I, have, I now have a masjid literally down a, a stone's oh, sure. throw. From my apartment and um to be honest at the moment i'm, I'm loving it and but i am aware that you know this isn't going to be my life forever uh, I'm not gonna i think be a, you mentioned a good thing that i know for myself what really helped was having a masjid local hmm. where, 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 where i became muslim there was no masjid in that town but alhamdulillah you know when i moved to newcastle uh, to study university that freedom to go to the masjid to spend time with muslims it really helped so i think the masjid is key to a new muslim's life yeah yeah, definitely. Key question. Did you know that Mohamed Salah is a Muslim footballer? I did know that. How can I not, I guess? Uh, I, I, so people know my opinion. I can't stand football. Uh, I just, oh, okay. I, I, thought, I, I just, maybe maybe I judged you, but I thought you'd be a very heavy football guy. I know, I know. And to be honest, I've, I've never heard so much football since I've got new Muslim friends. They all love it. Uh, and, yeah, uh, and I've always, for me... The whole football culture, the the, hooli the hooliganism, the pub, the white right, mate, and swearing at the ref and all that. For me, I, I've never kind of I, I like the peaceful sports a bit more. I can watch a game of football, but I think football culture um, I've always struggled with. But yeah, um, I know Mohamed Salah is a footballer. I guess um, does he play for Liverpool? I think so. Okay, so, yeah, oh, so I you don't. don't, I, don't <laughs> I, yeah, I don't follow football either. So. I support Arsenal, and I couldn't name you one Arsenal player. You just you, you have to you have to support a team growing up. Otherwise, people think you are, um, let's say, the wrong um, <laughs> sexuality, or or they think you are um, weird. So you have to have a football team uh, when you're younger. Cool. Awesome. Well. Alhamdulillah, it's been an hour, but it's, I think it's been beneficial. Um, I want to thank you for coming on, Jordan. I hope you've enjoyed the discussion. No, I really have. I really have, inshallah. I think, have I, as, as my uh, video froze or not? And, unless unless you are uh, is it a vanquilatrist or, or you, you were um, able to talk <laughs> in that position. But yeah, you have frozen, I think. You've frozen okay. on my screen. Yeah. Okay, well, I think my computer is froze. <laughs> but <laughs> Jordan, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, Hamza, yeah. it's been a good show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I uh, hope the people watching benefited. And uh, inshallah, if everybody can subscribe to Newcastle Fast FM. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Newcastle Fast FM. So I'm on my own now. So I may as well show my merch. Um, I'm assuming he'll probably come back on in a minute. Um, but I think most of the people on my channel for example um hopefully are subscribed to newcastle fm but if you're not make sure you are um like i say baker green um well uh, the brother uh, richard as well so um let me have a look at some questions then while i so yeah i am a, i am an arsenal supporter i'm just not i'm not very into football um, Hayley Jones says, I'm 60, but 50, but not married. At 18, I was always in relationships. No, no. Ah, so Hayley Jane is um, living the same life as me, I guess, and maybe enjoying it as well. 
Um, Hello. <laughs> uh, sorry, my uh, Chrome just completely crashed. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, key question: Someone's asking, uh, "How can I get a T-shirt?" Ah, how do? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I obviously got it sent um, via. Well, via... Inshallah, in the um, the future, I think we're planning to set up maybe a shop or something. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't Ben is Ben's. Uh, you must know Ben. Ben's got his own channel, and also he's on EF Dower as well. So I'm yeah, sure. I, I've uh, I've met Ben. I met him uh, oh, okay. at a New Muslim retreat. So, ah yeah. uh, right, yeah, I'll do that. So yeah. Well, yes, in. as I was saying, John, I was just saying thank you for coming on, and I hope you enjoyed it. I think uh, the listeners have benefited, inshallah, and it's been good. Yeah, I'm doing. I think to be honest, I could talk for hours on these topics. Um, and, uh, so yeah, maybe have a part two one day. Yeah, definitely be good. Um, cool. So, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening and thank you for tuning in. Please do subscribe to Newcastle Fast FM. And obviously, please share this uh, stream with uh, people that you think may benefit. And inshallah, I'll be back um, next week. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.